Welcome back to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the hosts of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And every week we cover a new topic and we drink a new bottle of wine. Ooh, yes we do, Natalie. And this week we are talking how to break up with your phone and set better boundaries with technology. Let's submit it. We all need to do it. We all need to do it. We all need to do this. We're going to be talking how to know if you're addicted to your phone, the best practices for a phone or social media detox, Mm -hmm. and healthy phone habits to implement into your routine. Because we all need that. We all need it. And it's hard to admit. And it's just like, we got to do it. We got to do it. And we actually got a question from one of you guys about this topic. Yeah, we did. So that brings us to now. And before we dive in, though, we got to drink wine. We got to drink our <laughs> wine because we all are like, oh, man, we all, we all know we have You're to like, do Damn this. it. Oh. I know I have to. What are we drinking then? We are drinking a Dean and DeLuca oh. Pinot Noir. Okay. You know, the, the grocer, Dean and DeLuca. Yes. Um, They're in New York. They're in Washington, D.C. I think you can get them online. I'm, it's like a fancy grocery store. Yes. And we love a Pinot. We love a Pinot. So uh, we'll see how it is. I'm excited. I'm also excited now because my <gasps> my son is in, I don't know if he's alive or being gestated yet, but he's somewhere out there. We have an Am I Baby on the way. We have a baby on the way. No, I'm not pregnant, guys. <laughs> He's in Utah. (gasps) Yes, he's in Utah. Basically, I found a mini golden doodle breeder in Mm -hmm. Utah that I really, really love. And I put a deposit down on a future litter, which is crazy because, again, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if he's in process of being made or he's he's just – he does not – Right. He's not alive at all. Well, I did that with Zeppelin. I, oh, I put it down. He, he he was not even a, a concept yet. Yes. It's so bizarre. It's weird. It's odd. I know. And the other thing that's kind of weird, I don't know, this might be kind of morbid, but I don't know how many people put deposits down, but Zeppelin's litter was only hit because there was like a stillbirth. <gasps> one of the dogs didn't make it. Yeah. So it was just him and one other and then the other one, so I'm like, who who lost out? Well, okay, they told me how it works. Basically, you're on like this big master list. Mm-hmm. And like they, they can't tell you the time frame because they don't know how many puppies are in each litter. Right. So they're like, we could have a litter with 12 and you could bump up really fast or our next litter could have one. One. And like, you know, you'd be on the list. So it's like, I don't know when he's it's coming. It's just order of Yeah, it's like first. how soon, whatever he... I get up at the top of the list. But I know there's a lot of people who believe in like adopt, don't shop. And mm-hmm. I fully have been on the rescue game. I have been looking for uh, like a year now. Mm-hmm. And I just- She has. I really, I really, really have. And I wanted to go that route. And then I just, I saw this dog on TikTok and I was like, I need this. That's the one. That's the one. And so I messaged the girl and was like, where is your dog from? And she sent me the breeder. And I looked them up and they're like accredited and all this stuff. And I was like, this is it. I know. And I tell people all the time. Because I feel guilty. I, I feel know. guilty about I it. Know. I know. I get it. Because I tell people, people all the time. People shame people for they it. They do. They do. And I say this frequently because Zeppelin is a French bulldog. And 
before Zeppelin, I had another one named Stella. I got her when I was 15. The love of my life. My little angel. Unfortunately, French Bulldogs do not end up in rescues very often. Mm. Or if they do, it's like very, they've got a lot of problems. And prior to Stella, we always adopted. And so I just tell people, you know what? I'm going to hell for these two. And then after that, after Zeppelin, we'll begin rescuing again. But there was something about Zeppelin and... You know, you guys, we're real spiritual weirdos, Mm -hmm. okay? We don't really let it on too much on this show, (laughs) but I truly believe that, like, Zeppelin is, like, my soulmate. Really? (laughs) Like, my, I mean, not my soulmate, but, like, my little soul dog. Like, I was supposed to have him, and so it's just, like... That's just how it was. That's just how it is. And like, all you're doing is providing more love into the world, which we need. So I love that dog. You can do whatever you want. I will update the AMIs when my dog is in my possession. I have two names that I'm in between. I was going to say, are you going to share them or are we going to keep a secret? I don't know because I I think it also could just have a a totally different name. Mm -hmm. Zeppelin had a lot of different names before. It was definitely Zeppelin. Yeah, but I do have another Z name that I'm thinking (gasps) of. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. They would be the cutest pair. I know. Pair. They would be the cutest pair. I didn't think I just don't know that. if I want to save it for my son, to be honest. <laughs> True. Uh, well, you know what I thought about that with Zeppelin, too. I yeah. thought, what if I want to name a kid Zeppelin? Because that's right up my alley. Yeah. Um, and then I almost rescued a bull terrier, which would have been insane because I lived in a tiny apartment in college. But I almost rescued a bull terrier that I was going to name Ziggy. So oh, I was going to have Ziggy cute. and Zeppelin. Really that's so really cute. cute. I know. I do want to rescue a bull terrier, though, but that's for a different day. It's for a different day because today we're talking about how to break up with your phone. We're talking about, I know, it's, we don't want to get into it, but we have to, okay? We have to. We have to. And, and we're, we're all addicted to our phones in some capacity. Mm-hmm. And I think we're really the first generation to be constantly accessible. Like, you can reach us at any moment. Anytime, any day. Yeah, but because the age of smartphones is so new, like the iPhone didn't come out until 2007. Isn't that we- crazy? Which, honestly, it's not that new because my sister was born in 2007. I know, but do you remember like the first iPhone? It was like a clock and an app that looked like a lighter. Remember? Yes. yes. Like that was it. It was basically a glorified iPod. Yeah, it was. It really was. So the transition from that to where we are now? Yeah, no, no. Crazy. No, it's super, super recent. And because of that, we haven't really been able to see the implications of constant phone usage until now. So we just feel like... This episode's important because it's time to kind of take a step back mm-hmm. and look at how we can navigate our phone usage and just rethink it. Yeah, because I think we we spend so much time on them too. We're not very present as yeah. much. And mm-hmm. when I think back when we were like kid kids, it's like you had to call a landline <laughs> if you wanted to if you wanted to talk or something. Like it's a whole different thing now. Yeah. So let's just get into it. Why phones and social media are actually toxic. Yes. So phones are literally designed to make you addicted to them. Let that sink in. They're actually designed that way. So Tristan Harris, who is the former design ethicist. 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 Ethicist? Oh, no, I liked how you said it the first time. Ethicist. Ethicist. Somebody's yelling at me right now. Ethicist at Google says that phones are deliberately designed to mimic a slot machine. Yeah, yeah, I've heard this. Which are highly addictive and make more money in the U.S. than theme parks, baseball games, and movies combined. Wow, wow. And become addictive four times faster than any other type of gambling. Isn't that crazy? A slot machine. A slot machine. And in fact, the pull to refresh feature on most apps 
is a conscious design choice that mimics the slot machine was, lever. I, yes, you're right. It does. I know because it gives you a sense of reward when you refresh something and you see something new. Oh. Like it's I, purposely done to do oh that. Oh my God. I feel like bamboozled. Manipulated. You have been. We all have been. Yeah, because you like refresh, refresh. You just and keep it's, refreshing. Like, it's the same as the lever. Yes, it's designed that wow. way. Wow. Okay. Whoa. Crazy. Yeah. And it, what's crazy is that social media is also designed to be addictive, just like your phone, right, Natalie? Mm hmm. So the longer you are on your phone or on certain apps, the more money is made. By the app. By the app. Okay. And then in addition, there's targeted ads and subliminal messaging that makes you buy things that you don't really need that are on that. We've all been there. Yeah. And, and you know what's crazy is like sometimes we're so used to seeing ads, like you see them and you don't remember seeing it, but then you go and buy the thing. Mm-hmm. But it's not because it's like, oh, I saw an ad. It's just like it's in your brain. Yes. Or the other scary thing is like... <gasps> The other day, for example, mm-hmm. Corinne was talking about a top that she wanted. Oh, yeah. I do really want that top still. And she just said it to me, I think on Snapchat or something. Mm-hmm. I got an ad for the shirt. I didn't like send you. Oh, I sent you a video with someone wearing the shirt, but I didn't send you a link to a no. shirt that I wanted. It was like a video on TikTok of this girl in this shirt. And she was like, I really want this shirt. And then it you showed up on my, yeah, on my Instagram. So it's just crazy how it's like really intertwined. And actually multiple studies have found a strong link between heavy social media and an increased risk for depression, anxiety, loneliness, self-harm, and even suicidal thoughts. In addition, negative aspects include inadequacy about your life or your appearance, and plastic surgery in teens has skyrocketed. Oh, gosh, it breaks my heart. I know, since the Instagram face filters came out. Oh, it makes me so sad. Both my sisters are 12 and 13, and then, like, when I tell you these girls are a lost cause, like, they are so addicted to their phones, and I'm like, what is it doing to their little brains? I know, and then they put those filters on, and they're like, mm-hmm. that's not what they look like, you mm-hmm. know? It's crazy. So, yeah, it's really skyrocketed. Um, The other thing is people get fear of missing out, FOMO. Mm -hmm. They feel isolated. They've got depression and anxiety. Cyberbullying is a big thing. And then self-absorption because it can create a really unhealthy self-centeredness and it actually can distance you from real life connections. Oh, definitely. If you're just constantly thinking about how you look on Instagram, you're removed from actual life. Yeah. And so, yikes. So obviously we have to set some boundaries. How do we know when to set them? Yeah. So according to the Pew Research Center, 67% of smartphone owners have admitted to checking their phones for calls or messages when their phone didn't vibrate or ring. And this is one major sign of cell phone dependence and should be should serve as a warning sign to cell phone owners. So like, yes. And sometimes Uh-oh. people even feel phantom rings. <gasps> yes. I vibration. So like mm-hmm. if you have your phone in your pocket and you feel it vibrate and then it didn't, like that's literally your brain like, oh, I need my juice. Like, so that's a really big sign. If you notice you're like reaching for your phone and checking via text, did you get a text? Did someone text you? And you're not like, you know, you're nothing right. urgent. It's like self, it's almost um subconscious. Dude. Yeah. And you're like, someone text me, someone mess- message me. If you start doing that, that's a sign that we need to back it up a little bit. We need to back it up. Oh, and because it can become an addiction. And even though cell phone addiction is not yet listed with the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, research has compared it to, like we said, gambling addiction. Like, 
which, you know, has this kind of clear diagnostic criteria, which is kind of included in how people treat cell phone addiction, very similarly to how they treat gambling addiction. So how do you know if you are addicted to your phone? Yeah. So I found a um, criteria for cell phone addiction, and you have to have at least four of the following signs and symptoms. I am nervous. Yeah. Be prepared. So here are some of them that can cause a lot of significant harm in someone's life. I need to use the cell phone more and more often in order to achieve the same desired effect. Hmm. Persistent failed attempts to use cell phones less, less often. Turn to cell phones when experiencing unwanting feelings such as anxiety or depression. Excessive use characterized by a loss of sense of time. I've had that before where you're mm-hmm. like, whoa, it's been an hour. TikTok. TikTok. Um, <laughs> at TikTok. <laughs> has put a relationship or job at risk due to excessive cell phone use, like a tolerance to it. So like you really aren't getting enough ever. Mm-hmm. And a need for the newest cell phone, more apps, more increased usage. Also, if you feel withdrawal, like mm-hmm. withdrawal symptoms when your cell phone is not working or you don't like get a drug any, addict, like, like if you get angry and like feel tension and depressed and irritable and restless when you don't have like, honestly, I'm saying this and I'm just thinking about my sisters. If they didn't have cell phone connection, these girls would lose their fucking minds. Oh my God. Well, I am very relieved because as you were going through that list, you're like, I'm, I'm okay. I don't have any of those things. So that makes me feel good. But like. I do, I'm concerned about this new generation. Let me tell you, especially after a year of isolation, scary, very scary. scary. There's actually also physical and mental signs of cell phone addiction, Mm -hmm. which include digital eye strain. So pain or discomfort after viewing a screen for more than two hours. Yeah. Neck problems, also known as tech neck, which refers to that neck pain resulting from looking down at your phone all day. There's also tech neck wrinkles. Um, excuse me. Look, from looking down. I have them. I do too. They're deep. Mine too. are deep. From looking down at your phone. And you know what's so embarrassing is like because I'm a jewelry designer and a lot of the times I'm just taking pictures of my neck. I have these giant ass tech neck lines in my neck. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, also sleep disturbances. So cell phone addiction has been linked to increase in sleep disorders and fatigue. Also depression depression and offline relationships might suffer as a result of neglect in favor of excessive cell phone and social media use. Yeah. I've seen that actually in some people I know. Really? Yes. That are in relationships and they are like influencer people mm-hmm. and it's like they don't get off their phone ever. Yeah. I will say that um, Joe and I have a little bit more of like boundaries about phone time now. Mm-hmm. So like you know how me and you like Snapchat each other mm-hmm. constantly. All day, every day. And and I really respect Joe and he was like, I love Natalie Kern, but like I, I don't love listening to you guys talk to each other all the time. He's <laughs> like in on the conversation. And so he was just so now like sometimes when he's over, I'm just more mindful about like yeah. okay, I'm not gonna like, you know, snap back right away. I'll right. wait and you know, I want to respect his time and stuff. But yes. you do like it can I'll I'll be talking to Natalie and Joe will be like, what? I'm like, like, hey, so anyway. Yeah. It's like, so guess what the fuck happened? (laughs) And he's like, I like love, but like I also don't like want to hear everything. I'm just like, I'm not really in on this. Yeah. It's like all the like details of our lives. (laughs) So yeah, you do need boundaries. Um, Speaking of boundaries though, let's say you want to, you heard all this information and now you want to take 
first step, just a social media detox. We'll start there. We'll start there and we'll get a little deeper. But mm-hmm. I think if you want to take a social media detox, we should start out with this. It's, it's a little hard. I think you should tell people on social media, hey, I'm going to mm-hmm. take a little detox. Mm-hmm. But also there's a fine line here because yes. people get really shamey. Well, it's, it's more like condescending. Yes. It's like, I'm taking a social media break because I'm uh, going to go find I'm fatigued from your bullshit <laughs> and I will be unreachable and I'm yeah. better than you. Yeah. And it's like, there's there a way a to, fine line. there's a way to do it to like make sure people are contacting you on an app that, you know, would rather, should text you or whatever. Right. They're like, are you okay? Yeah. You got to announce it, but just be aware. Call my landline. Of sounding like, <laughs> an a-hole. But before you start the social media cleanse, I think you should also be tracking your habits and knowing which apps you normally go to to make sure that you can like kind of start to minimize it. Okay. So day one of your social media cleanse, Mm -hmm. you're going to use social media as you normally would. You're going to just take notes of how often you're signing on, for how long, which apps you're going on, and how you feel during and afterwards and that's really really key and you can actually download an app called moment which uh, you can get on you know ios android whatever Mm -hmm. and that helps you break down how much time you're spending on apps but also if you're an iphone user you can just use your screen time so just you can start tracking so that you can like see at the end of the social media cleanse like how much better you got Mm -hmm. and also just so you don't accidentally like go you know you're so on autopilot Autopilot. so the first day you're just like okay what apps am i going on when do i go on them how long am i on these things well the other thing is you tend to switch back and forth like you're Mm -hmm. like oh nothing you do the refresh on instagram nothing new let me look on twitter refresh Mm -hmm. oh nothing new let me go over here yeah okay so you do that day one day two and three you're gonna do an experiment by turning off your notifications rather than just going cold turkey and deactivating your accounts and so the idea here is to feel the addiction and observe what your triggers are Mm -hmm. so you're just feeling where you need where that's coming in yeah because i think social media also a lot of it is like a numbing thing Mm -hmm. so you're being forced to feel yeah all right so that brings us to day four and five which is giving yourself an allotted time to browse so schedule social media into your day as you would like a yoga class don't do anything other than social media during that time and just get everything out of your system yes just get it out. Mm-hmm. And then by day six, you're going to want to replace social media with another activity because chances are you're going to be shocked at the amount of time you're spending online. And by taking a break from social media, you'll be able to fill your time with people and hobbies that you actually enjoy. Even if it's just an extra 30 minutes per day, that's time enough to cook a meal, go for a walk outside, call somebody you love, do a chore, read a book. And let's be real, that is a more positive productive use of your time yeah i love this cleanse because it it is you're getting to know yourself and then you're like allowing yourself to feel that it's not cold turkey and i think sometimes cold turkey backfires big time and then like i think that's a bigger chance of like a relapse yes (laughs) truly honestly (laughs) yeah and this is really a detox it's it's like a it's kind of like when you like go on vacation and you've like eaten like shit for six days and you come home and you're like I just want to eat like some vegetables yeah you know what I mean yeah it's a detox it's a detoxing and I think also it'd be really nice to do this like with a friend like what whatever your objective is if it's like to get fit 
um, or whatever, it's like always nice to have someone to hold you accountable. A little accountability buddy. Yes, definitely. Yeah. But Nat, if, if we have done the social media cleanse and now we're going to take it to the next level mm. and detox from our phone entirely, <sighs> what do we do? We're going to level up here. So the first step of doing a phone detox mm-hmm. is to turn off all push notifications with the exception of calls and texts. I already do that. So I feel... I know. I do that too. So that that's nice. And better yet, decrease your ability to access things like Facebook or Instagram by just deleting the app. Mm. So like, for example, I have a Facebook account, I think. <laughs> I don't have the app on my phone. So if I needed to go on Facebook, I would have to go on my computer. That's what I did with Twitter. Yes, yes. I got rid of, yeah, I don't think I've tweeted in like two years. Mm -hmm. And it's because I deleted the app off my phone. And when I want it, I only retweet business things like yeah. stuff for I have to promote. Mm-hmm. And I just sign in on Safari on my phone. Right. Yes. Because it really, if you had it, the app on there, you would just click on it. I would just it. scroll. Scroll, but scroll, scroll. I do sometimes go on and look at stuff and like stuff, but I, I, don't, I don't tweet anymore. Right. Another thing you can do for your phone detox is to grayscale your screen. Because what is that? This is another little thing that app developers do to keep us addicted to our phones. And that is that they design their cover image to be bright and enticing because it is attractive to the eye. So have you also ever noticed how like if you get a text message, the little bubble is red? Yes, because it's annoying as fuck. Yes. It's because red is a color we associate with urgency. So we're more likely to click on like texts, emails, Facebook, all those little notifications right. are red. Blue doesn't feel as urgent. No. So if you grayscale your screen. Definitely green wouldn't feel urgent at all. Mm-mm. Green would feel like, wow, that's nice. Wow. So if you grayscale your screen. Also, it's supposed to look like how, a slot machine. But how do you do that? How do you grayscale? It's in your settings. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you just like turn all the color off, basically. Okay. 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 Um, another thing is to change your home screen. So that's the screen that you first see when you open the phone, mm-hmm. not like the, you know, the time and the unlock, but the first page, I guess, of your phone. So you only should have the in the moment tools that help you live your life on that page. So your calendar, your phone, let's say, you know, you use Uber to get to work every day. Mm-hmm. You can have Uber on there. Okay. But it's just the immediate ones that you need to live your life. Because okay. let's get real. We're not going back to a time where we didn't use phones for no, like no. actual use, mm-hmm. right? For we like, need it. Yes. So that first page, only the essentials. Okay. I could do that. We can do I that. I can do that. Another mm-hmm. thing that I actually I saw on a phone detox list is creating a phone-free zone. So I think it's a really great idea to take your phone out of the bedroom, which I already do. Mm-hmm. But and, and I actually charge my phone in the bathroom. Also, something else that I do is create phone-free zones in my house. Mm-hmm. So I don't like to have my phone in the bedroom, but I read online that you also shouldn't have your phone in the bathroom just for like personal hygiene <laughs> Oh, reasons. yeah. It's like mm-hmm. people sit on their phone and on the toilet. Yeah. But, but just creating phone-free zones in your home, like, you know, keep it out of the bedroom. Maybe you don't want to even have it in the bathroom with you, um, but also in your, like in your life too. So I don't bring it into meetings or you know, play time with my kids or I don't look at my phone when I'm driving. Like having these areas where like phones are off 
limit. And I think mm-hmm. it's a healthy way to get used to have not having your phone around for like short periods of time. Yeah. And another thing is kind of ride out the craving to look at your phone. Christine Price, who's the author of How to Break Up With Your Phone, suggests this as a technique that works well for smokers. Mm. So like we kind of said earlier, like feeling that discomfort with not having your phone around and just kind of like riding out the wave and taking Mm -hmm. deep breaths and eventually that craving will fade. Yes. You just, you got to feel through it and be like, I really want it. I'm going to do this. I'm I'm going to change my life right now. I'm bound yes. to it. We're doing it. Because so this morning I was like on my phone looking at, well, looking for flights for us to go on a trip. Yeah. Um, but that's better than like, I actually did implement like six months ago. A, I do not go on social media before like nine. I got to do this. I need to have clear, clear boundaries. Clear mm-hmm. boundaries. Clear boundaries. And that, speaking of clear boundaries. What are some Mm -hmm. healthy phone habits that we can implement? Yes. So these are just some, some everyday things that you can implement now that just create a healthier mental environment. Number one, unfollow people who don't make you feel good. I love doing, I love going on unfollow sprees. Love unfollowing people. Oh, I just unfollowed somebody last night and I was like, Oh, thank yes, you God did. I did that. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, it feels very good. You clear them out of your space and you're like, what? What is happening? No, goodbye. You don't mm-hmm. make me feel good. Mm-hmm. This is the thing. Our social media, that's our little world. Why are we letting, a, who, what, I'm supposed to follow Bella Hadid? No. No. I don't want to. This is my world, okay? <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that I personally do, and I think that this has really helped me, is I set my phone on do not disturb mm. during the workday and also in the evenings when I'm winding down. And because I struggle with anxiety, it's helpful for me to turn off my text notifications in the evening because I get anxious about, you know, if, if I get a, a bunch of notifications, it's like, what if something bad is happening? What if something really bad happened to somebody I love? You know, oh, what, 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 what? When in reality, if the shit really hit the fan, somebody would call me probably twice or they would come to my door. It's like people can reach me other than. Well, you know what? I saw this on TikTok. I don't know where I saw this, but someone was like, oh, you turn your phone off at night? And it was like, well, what if somebody dies? And they're like, they're still going to be dead in the morning. They will still be dead in the morning. And I can almost guarantee and you. It's like, and I can handle it better because I've had a full night's rest. Yes. Oh my God. My mom used to get so mad at me in high school because at the time, well, I'm just putting my shit on blast here, but <laughs> my dad and I were in a rocky mm-hmm. situation. And we did not have good communication skills. And for whatever reason, we would end up in these like text fights, like right before bed. And she was like, Natalie, like stop. Look, she's like, there's no point to get all worked up right before bed. Mm -hmm. There's no point. And it's true. And let me tell you, if somebody gets in a horrible accident, somebody's going to come to your house, knock on the door. You know, it's like people can reach you. You can't really do anything about it. Yeah. It's not going to happen. So yeah. Good point. (laughs) Another healthy phone habit would be to just start to lean into your hobbies more. Mm -hmm. So this is a good little to-do you can do right now is take a moment to write a list of some non-phone-related activities that bring you joy or satisfaction and write down how you want to incorporate them into your lives. I think we never sit down and think about like, what brings me joy? What do I like to do? So just like tonight, get a piece of paper like, I love doing this. This makes me feel good. This person mm-hmm. feel, makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. And then look at your calendar and like start putting this in your, you know, 
finding space for it in your life and you'll naturally decrease your phone usage. Go to dinner with a friend. Yes. Another idea that I, I think I came up with this and, or maybe I saw this. Okay. But it changed. I'm going to do this. Okay. Carry a book with you (gasps) in your car. So when you're waiting for a friend at like a coffee shop or you're like sitting in a doctor's office, Mm -hmm. like you're not on your phone. Read a book. I'll do that. And you know what's, we were just talking about this. Corinne and I were just it's like we talk- we literally said, "When do you read yes. a book? When because do people have time?" There's this book that Corinne got. I've been wanting to read it, but it's like we were saying, "When do you have the time?" Yeah. If we just weren't on our fucking phones all the time, probably then. Then, yeah. When you're when you're waiting for something, like carry it in like your bag, like your bag. Yeah. And then, Plus, like- you look cool. I just I just want to look like a douchebag. Like if I'm like reading my book and you walk up for coffee, like oh hello Natalie, sorry I just want to finish oh, this one let chapter. Me, let me finish my book. You know, it's just like, Ugh. but but I do think it's way way healthier. Yeah, for sure. Another thing you can do, which is like pretty dramatic, is to just turn your phone off for a day and see what happens. The whole day. I don't know. If can you imagine the freedom? I would feel so free. Yeah, it would feel like so. I don't know, feel, feel, I'd feel naked. I don't know how long you could do it, yes. but just like, I don't know, test yourself. Who knows? Maybe start with like half a day. Ease into it. <laughs> Ease into it. And, and make sure that you're distracted. Yes. Right? Yeah. Another healthy phone habit that you can do is to just put your phone to bed. So just like your body needs time to kind of slow it down as it prepares to sleep, also so does your phone. So mm-hmm. just like put it away, put it in a separate room, tuck it away, plug mm-hmm. it in. Say night-night. Plug it in and then have like your evening to read to that read book. or do a hobby. Paint something. Paint something. And if yes. you do send it to me, I'd love to see it. Yes. <laughs> also, you can buy an alarm clock so you don't have to keep it in your room. And mm-hmm. that's something that both of us do. Yes. The other thing that's a very healthy habit that I think we need to be better at just mm-hmm. as a whole generation is this concept of fubbing. Fubbing. Fubbing, which is phone snubbing. Wait, that's that. Huh? What's that? Oh, it is when, like, you're eating out with a friend or something, and you whip your phone out. Or you're at a party, and you start scrolling through social media. Uh And it's become so common and universally accepted that some people don't even notice. Mm. But it doesn't change the fact that we completely disengage ourselves from our surroundings. We're not fully present with the people that are right in front of us. So put your phone away during meals and parties so you can be present with your family and your friends and only take it out if it enhances the conversation. Like if you need to show pictures or if you're double checking a date for your next meeting or something. This is literally like the whole Joe thing when he was like, hey, babe, like yes. when, you're, when we're together, like Fubbing. can you not check? Snapchat, yes. you know, whatever. And I was like, yeah, you know, I can work on that. I mean, we're, we're together a lot. So I'm like, babe, I can't do it all the time. But right. I will, I've been, all, and I've done good. He told me recently I've been doing a lot better with it. Oh, good. So yeah, it's just like, you're so used to it. You don't think twice. Right. But I do think that there's, I've noticed even just like being with friends more now that we're, we're almost to a post-panty world. Mm-hmm. It's like, if we're all together, like, I don't want to see you looking through your Instagram. Like, I want to talk to you. I haven't seen your face for so long, yeah. you know? So I think that we just got to get better at that. We do. Instagram can wait, you know? 
We've been waiting a year and a half to see our friends. Yeah. Instagram can wait. It totally can. Okay. Well, that's our how to break up with your phone and set better boundaries with technology mm-hmm. episode. And we hope that you guys understand the effects of having a phone addiction and feel inspired to take either a social media or a phone detox or both or just implement healthier phone yeah. habits in general. If anything, just just a couple of these little habits makes life a little bit brighter. It does. Well, Natalie, shall we discuss this Dean and DeLuca Pino? We've been drinking this whole episode. Yes. Do you want to intro our hottie? Yes. Our hottie of the week is like, and of course, like, of course he's on the list. Duh. Hottie, he's, I, I fell in love with him when he had a lot of um, flow in the hangover. Mm-hmm. He hit that hair slick. He had back. those locks of love. And I was like, holy crap. Mm-hmm. It's Bradley Cooper. Be Coop. Be Coop. So a star is born. A star was born. <laughs> a star was born that day. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're going to rate this Pinot Noir one to Bradley Cooper. So what are you thinking? Here's the thing. As I've been drinking it, very enjoyable, nice, but there's like nothing special about it. No, not just, at all. It's just good. It's good. It's good. But it's not like, oh my God, I love this. No. But it's like, if I was just, if somebody handed me this, I'm like, yeah, I like I'd this. drink it and I'd refill my glass. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? But, but like, you would never like, remember it. Right. There's nothing like real, da- like, ooh, zazzy. You so what, what where mean? does that land on the one to Bradley Cooper This is kind scale? of the first time this has happened, honestly. It's not like super distinct. So because, let's see. I was going to say a seven. Okay, seven. Seven out of Bradley Cooper. We give the huh. Dean and DeLuca Pinot Noir. It's good. It's not great, but if you have it or you like are just looking for a good Pinot. That's good. And like you don't need anything special. It's like $40. This is, that's expensive. Well, not as, it, not as expensive as it could be. Ah. Uh, 40 bucks. For a casual, not great wine. But it's, it's not that it's not great. It's just like. No, it's not. It's good. It's not great. It's not like, but it's it's not like show stopping. It's a fine wine. It's a, literally, yeah. It's fine. It's a seven. It's a seven. It's a seven. <laughs> All right. So this is the part of the episode where we play a little wrap up game, and today we are playing on. No, we're not playing unpopular opinion. Nope, we're not. We were going to, and then we changed our mind. We're, yeah. <laughs> Playing fuck Mary Kill. Fuck Mary Kill. I am so self conscious about mine. I You're always so self conscious about yours. Okay, You're never bad. I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch one. I can't remember if we've already done it. And if I if we've done it, then I have a backup. Okay. And I think we have. Okay. But I'll go first. Okay. Have we done the Jonas Brothers? I think I did that to you. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I th- okay, so I won't do the Jonas Brothers. Okay. Okay, so then I, now I have a famous Johns. Oh, okay. Famous Johns, fuck Mary Kill. Okay. For Natalie, I have John Hamm, John Krasinski, John Stamos. Okay. What and why? Wow. Obviously, I'm marrying John Krasinski. As you should. Obviously. We he treats him. Emily Blunt like a queen. Oh, as she deserves. As she deserves. She's a true queen. <laughs> <laughs> That just reminds me of that meditation we listen to. A true queen or king. <laughs> Corinne and I listen to this meditation every morning. Anyways, yes, marrying John Kwasinski. Kwasinski. It could be, I'm, I will go to say it's John Stamos in Full House. Okay, thank you. Because I was going to say. No, it's John, I, John Stamos in Full, in Full House. House. Okay, then I'm going to fuck John Stamos. In Full House. In Full yeah. House. Mm-hmm. Uncle Jesse, specifically. And then I'm going to kill John Hamm. Even though you know he has. Oh, I know that man is packing heat. 
We all know. We've all seen it. We've all seen it. Okay. But I mean, I don't think he's. Uh, I never saw Mad Men, so maybe yeah. I'd be like into more, it. Um, yeah, fair enough. But I watched like all of Full House growing up, and Uncle Jesse was always hot. Yeah, he was. Okay, that was a good one. Okay, that was a good one. And hilariously, one of those is in mine. Wow, I know. So my Mary Fuck Kill is hotties from Boston. However, for obvious reasons, I have omitted our baby daddy Chris Evans. Because he's all, he, he's the fucking, Mary, he's the Mary. sacrifice he's myself the, for Yes. Okay. He's, he's, I will throw myself off the Golden Gate Bridge for him and yeah. say, thank you. <laughs> okay. So we've emitted him. Okay. That, that's fair. Omitted, I should say. So we've got Ben Affleck, John Krasinski, and Matt Damon. <sighs> Mary fuck Hotties from Boston. Okay. I already know where I'm going with this. All right. I mean, maybe maybe you know where I'm going. I don't know because I could see myself married to Matt Damon. It would make sense for me. Oh, interesting. I could, okay. I could see that for me. But really where I'm going with mm-hmm. this, in my dream scenario, mm-hmm. marrying Krasinski. Mm-hmm. I'm fucking Ben. You gotta fuck Ben. You gotta fuck Ben, you right? gotta fuck Ben. I mean, it's not even, and like. It's not even a question. It's, not, it's just like. I don't even care that he's got that Phoenix tattoo on his back. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. That would throw me. That would throw me off. I don't care. Um, I mean, it's like, do I get it's current Ben or past Ben? He's hot. Any Ben. Any Ben is hot. Not hot when it's like pants are falling down. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. But like there's something about him. He's kind of messy. He's a, He seems like a great one night. He's a hot mess express situation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Agreed. But you know he would get you Duncan in the morning. <laughs> That man always has an iced coffee. Yeah, he does. Okay, so that's – and then I'd, I unfortunately have to kill Matt Damon, even though I think he'd make a great husband. And yeah. I, I feel like in the real world, I'd probably marry him. I could see myself with him. Over John? I'd want to marry John, but mm-hmm. I feel like realistically I'd end up with a Matt Damon. With a Matt Damon type. Solid, reliable. Solid. Yes. I think he's been with the same girl for like 20 years. Girl. <laughs> same, the same lady. The same woman. <laughs> For like twenty years, yeah, right. I think she's just. But like I'm gonna a, kill him here. Yeah. In my dream scenario, he's dead. To be honest, I'm 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 on board. I would do the same. Fair. I would do the same. So <laughs> that checks out. That's out. Okay. Well, um, we want to say right here we we have a new segment that we've been doing. We actually did it on the last episode called Random Advice. Mm-hmm. So if you guys have something going on in your life and you want me and Natalie to give you specifically advice to your question, you can email us at Am I Doing This Right Pod or DM us at Am I Doing This Right Pod. Yes. And it's anonymous. It's anonymous. So you can ask us anything. We are not going to judge you. We're very non-judgmental people over mm-hmm. here. Yeah. We'll and, read it out loud, but we won't mm-hmm. say who it is. So you can really, you know, get personal with it. And yes. we'll give you some good advice. Some good advice. We're, we're pretty good at it. People come to us for advice quite often. They do. So we'll, we'd love to help you guys out. And then lastly, we're doing another little promo, if you've heard from our previous episodes, that if you rate and review the podcast, you will be entered to win a candle from my brand. Yes, and you have to screenshot your rate and review and email it to us. Yes, so that we can find you in the event that we choose you and we can send you that candle and we will read your name out on the podcast, so listen for it. And And that's that's it. And that's our episode this week. That's our episode this week. We'll be back next week with another episode. And we love you guys. Love you. Love you, Corinne. Love you, Nat. Bye. Bye. <laughs>